Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You are now listening to Got 'em, Coach. Hoops, styles, sounds, and total randomness. Lace up your kicks, turn your volume up, and find your favorite chill spot because it's about to get serious. Now, here's your host, the man whose hair is spinning around the world, Tyrone Smith. Hey, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah. Uh huh. Turn up. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing. Um, but yeah, uh, this is a monumental July 4th, happy holiday, Independence Day to everybody out there who's celebrating or who has celebrated. It's a lovely day, man. Lovely day to, you know, sit back and reminisce and remember, you know, um, to be free. To not have to work today for some of us. For others to go to work and make a little extra money for that check that you're about to get. And for me particularly, to not have to work, to get paid for not working, and to officially begin the countdown before I celebrate a birthday. Yes, 10 more days. I will be celebrating my blank blank birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh it's a beautiful 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 uh day. You know, a lot of, I know a lot of people out there with family enjoying family. The one day that you are excused for uh having a a turn up. Um just don't let your turn up be too heavy because more often than not you probably got to work in the morning. You know for a fact that I have to work in the afternoon. And I had a five-day grind that I got to get into before, you know, I actually get to reap the benefits of not doing much next week because I intend on not doing a lot. But uh, you already know episode number 15, 15, we, we getting up there, getting up there. It's, it's, it's a slow, it's a slow, but it's a necessary grind um, that's partaking, uh, that's necessary and has to be done. <laughs> it has to be done. If I don't do it, won't nobody else do it. So, I'm 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 the flag barrier of uh of this grind. 
Um, so yeah, that's just what it is. But uh, y'all already know episode number sixteen, man. God, not nah, sixteen. <laughs> I'm tripping. Episode number fifteen, got him, coach. You already know who it is and what I'm about to do. So ain't no time to get into no aliases because y'all already know who I am. If y'all been listening for fifteen. 15 straight weeks man i shouldn't have to do that so i'm not gonna do it this week i'm just not gonna do it but y'all already know what i come to do i come to give y'all that dylan diligent hot fire that h-e-a-t that he eat <coughs> y'all already know how it go so look man as i stated you know the holiday is uh partaking on us and um you know it's a it's a real happy happy moment a lot of you know you get to enjoy family and this that and the third and everything like that uh, um you know me personally uh uh holidays just ain't what they used to be you know what i'm saying i mean they're they not what they used to be um uh, you know, so I, you know, times like this aren't really, really happy, happy times. I mean, they're, they're appreciative times, most definitely. But uh, in terms of um, just being, you know, happy and, you know, just like, you know, nah. You know, all, 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 all my family, all we all scattered around, you know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't. Everybody ain't within arms reach of each other like they once was. So, you know, <laughs> it had to be a, a special situation for everybody to kind of get together. So, you know, holidays, holidays just ain't the, particularly holidays like this just aren't the, aren't the same anymore. But, uh, you know, for what, for what they're not, for what they aren't to me anymore, it's still, it's still a time to, to be reflective and appreciative of um, certain holidays like this. Um, just because of the the story of you know how this came about, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just I don't know, I don't know, um, I don't know. You you see everybody in their red, white, and blue. You know, I I, I threw my red, white, and blue on today. You know, I had to hit them with the uh, had to hit them with the retro, the retro uh, sevens, the alternates, not the original, the alternate uh, sevens Olympics. And um, hit them with that GEC shirt, you know. Go get, go get you some of that apparel, man. Y'all got five weeks before the site goes down, and um, we partake in or we're getting ready to process into another um, thing. I mean, like I said, shirts, shirts will still be available, so that's not going to be an issue. Um, I mean, you know, so I might not come down. I gotta figure, I gotta figure out numbers and all that good stuff. You know, that's 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 that that's that that's that grind talk right there. So I ain't really gonna get too much into that. But uh, um, yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> ain't really much, not much to say. As y'all know, like I like I've stated, you know, birthday in ten more days. Um, I'm actually very excited. I'm, like, I'm excited for every birthday. But it seems like as I get older, I get excited for every every birthday because when i was younger it was like yeah okay you know i'm turning 17 turning 18 now i was like yeah i'm about to turn 28 i'm about to turn 29 you know what i'm saying i don't know what it is i don't know it's because the life expectancy for my kind african-american in the city of detroit i don't know if it's, if it's because that 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 life expectancy isn't um expected to live over the age of 18 or if it's just 
you know, I think it's just me being happy of, you know, just being just being able to celebrate birthdays and, you know, knowing that I am in the pro- that I'm doing very well for myself. Um, you know, most cats my age, you know, aren't really in in a predicament or situations that I'm in. I mean, I, I'm I think I'm doing very quite well for myself, considering the facts. You know, considering everything that um has transpired over the course of my life, and you know, just just battles, and you know, just just wondering, you know, what 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 was gonna be next to me, and all this other stuff. You know, I mean, I'm I'm very appreciative of um of everything that I've done um or in i am getting ready to do so um you know like i said every every time i'm um, able to celebrate a birthday is always um special but uh you know before i actually get to celebrate my birthday i get to celebrate two of my um my cousins aka my older brothers and sisters birthday because their birthday is actually on the 5th of july and uh you know so that's 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 exciting you know they 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 transitioning you know they're they're doing well in their lives and you know um i'm happy for them they'll be blank blank (laughs) insert your own age i I don't think anyone they they uh they numbers out there so you can insert your own age and you go from there (laughs) but um you know july is a good month man it's a good month a lot of a lot of birthdays you know i celebrate my my two cousins birthday um my birthday is the 14th my uncle's birthday my um my my aunt's birthday god bless the dead um so it's a lot of it's a lot of birthdays in july man we we a we a special bunch we a special bunch and if you a cancer you you really a special bunch um cancers we get a lot of flack for a lot of different things man but one thing you can't question about a cancer is um we get it in <laughs> we put work in we put work in whether you like the work and you don't like the work whether you support it you don't support it with whatever we, we gonna put work in and we gonna make sure that that work is put in cordially <laughs> cordially but um enough talking y'all already know what i come to do uh time to give y'all that this 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 hot delivery of news i swear man I should be on like ESPN, man, because I swear they be copying stuff that I be saying, man, and I, I'll be feeling some type of way, be making me and be making and make me feel good. But then I'll be like, dang, man, like, like, like it made me feel some type of way. But uh, let's get straight into it, man. Y'all already know what it is. Got him, coach. Episode number fifteen. Let's get it. Speak now or forever hold your peace. Don't hold nothing back in this week's. That's how you feel. Okay, so be talking a lot about uh well first of all i'm still in shock with the clippers um trey and chris paul i felt they should have kept them um considering contracts that's been going around um this free agency i felt that they they could have at least got a couple more legit years out of them and not just let them go to houston um and, and kind of do his thing there but i think it was already in edged in stone that he wasn't gonna play for the clippers because of situations um involving austin rivers and doc rivers and all that but uh we're gonna get into that that's gonna be one of the uh, five stories i want to get into for the week but um it made me think um it made me first of all it made me think about doc rivers and the job that he's done since he's become uh, kind of the dual role for the clippers um and just kind of how 
the Clippers at this moment. They're they are legit. They they are legit playoff team. I mean. I think they're a legit playoff team. I think they're still a legit playoff team now, considering the move that they're getting ready to make. They're getting ready to um, they're getting ready to pick up Danilo Gallinari in a, a sign and trade involving the Clippers, the Hawks, and the Nuggets. Um, I think that's a good move for them. I think that that kind of it solidifies the front line on paper. But at the end of the day, you still have to play the the game on the court. And Gallinari is not really the healthiest of players. You don't know if he's going to give you a, a, a good stretch of games. Um, I think it's going to be a, a, a given that he's going to miss some 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 quality time. And um, just talking about that trade before we get into it. So Jamal Crawford is reportedly going to go to the Hawks and then they're going to reportedly buy his contract out or he wants to buy out because he wants to play for the Lakers, which I mean, I guess I guess I can understand he want to put up buckets against the Lakers. I mean, the Clippers and let them know that they shouldn't have traded. But um, um, I stated last week, um, I, I, I questioned how the move of acquiring Lou Williams, how that was going to factor into what what they do with Jamal Crawford. Um, because I felt that I felt Lou Williams isn't a guy that you would want to have as a starter because first of all he's too small he doesn't really play defense like that and i'm pretty sure doc doc rivers he's so heavy on on defense that he will want his guy he will want guys out there who could play d to um you know kind of solidify the solidify an identity that he wants for the team and i don't think lou williams is that guy that they want to bring in to say hey you know we're going to count on you to be a defensive stopper because that's not what he is he's a guy who's going who can solidify your second unit give you 25 20 to 25 points off the bench and he can help you win a couple games off the bench that's how that's how i felt and i felt with those two with Jamal Crawford being such this super six man, three time six man award winner, the only one in NBA history, um, I wonder what the, what that was going to do in terms of um, those two. Was those two be able to play together? And while Lou Williams' numbers kind of fell when he went to Houston, him and Eric Gordon off that bench was still a formidable uh, two headed monster off the bench. And I felt like they could have did the same thing with Jamar Crawford and um, and Lou Williams, but I, I guess the Clippers apparently felt that uh, you know, they needed one super six man um, coming off the bench, so uh, they trade uh, they trade Crawford to the Hawks, and reportedly Jamar Crawford wants out. Now for the Clippers, they get Danilo uh, Gallinari, who is who's a shooter. He's a shooter. He's a stretch guy. Um, I, I, I like what he's able to do when healthy. Now the question is, is he going to be able to stay healthy? Um, you don't you don't necessarily know it with that. And then you sign him to a uh, a three year a three year contract. I'm leaving somewhere in the range of about sixty five million, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'll go back and uh, confirm that or deny that. I'm just kind of getting the news kind of breaking news i guess so i'm just kind of i'm just kind of getting it as it as i'm as i'm you know looking into it but um you get gallinari a guy who who can who can stretch the floor i think he will open up opportunities for uh for blake griffin who can open up opportunities for deandre jordan the thing with the clippers still at this moment is they still don't have no legitimate guard play you got lou williams but he's coming off the bench in terms of starters starters I, I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know if the pick and roll will be as effective with Patrick Beverly and DeAndre Jordan or Patrick Beverly and um, Blake Griffin. Or unless they try to do what I think Denver, what they're going to do this year, it kind of play their offense through um, Blake Griffin because he is such a, he's a good passer and a willing passer at the power forward spot. So I think he'll be able to, I think they'll be able to play the offense through him. And, you know, just kind of let everybody else just kind of play off Blake Griffin. Kind of what the Nuggets doing, are doing with Nikola Jokic. And I'll talk about the Nuggets a little later because I think they made a very interesting signing. Um, I felt it's an interesting, an interesting signing. But back to my original point at hand, um, I, I wonder, I asked the question why I feel like the, the dual role title isn't as effective in the, in the league and what i mean by that is guys who are doing two jobs you know you look at doc rivers um stan van gundy he 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 has a dual role where he he um kind of picks the players and then he coaches um mike budenholzer who was the coach of the hawks he was initially a a, a dual guy um but he eventually kind of fell out and you know just kind of stepped down from that job and just focused specifically on coaching but you don't really see too many guys who are doing um dual roles and i think what it is is because when you're the president when you're the president of basketball operations when you're the president of basketball operations man you're that guy like that's a that's a full-time job like you know it's a full-time job because you 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 pick you picking the players you gotta you gotta scout you gotta do all this other stuff and then you gotta turn around and then coach a basketball game you know what I'm saying and I look at what Doc Rivers is doing the Clippers have no future outside of what they have right now like if you look at if you really look at that team like it's not it's not something you will really write home about like they don't have. A lot of young players that they're really going to be able to develop in, into something special. I mean, you get Sam Decker in that uh, Chris Paul trade, but what else? You know, you get a, a, a often injured Blake Griffin, who might not be able to give you a full 82 games. You got a DeAndre Jordan, who is who who shoots a, a high percentage from the floor, but. The majority of his of the points that he make are, are off dunks and putbacks, and you you don't know what you're gonna get from him offensively. And he's a horrible free throw shooter. And then you you pick up Gallinari, who isn't the the, the healthiest of players, <laughs> so you don't know how many games you're gonna get out of him. You pick up Patrick Beverly, who isn't really much offensively, but who is a good defender. You pick up Lou Williams, who isn't a good defender, but who can give you a lot offensively. Like their team is just, it's just imbalanced, and I don't understand why. I feel once they traded Chris Paul, that should have been the moment that they said, you know what, we're gonna rebuild. But the way they're building the team, they resign Blake Griffin, they pick up Gallinari. I feel like they're, they feel that they can make a run for it. And in this West, this West is so loaded now. It's so loaded, and we'll talk about. I'll talk about another trade that happened during the course of the week um, a little later. But this, the West is so freaking loaded now. And the Clippers really don't have a legit, I don't think they have a legit chance to compete with none of the top, none of the top five, six teams in the West. And you got to think about the teams who didn't make the playoffs, who are probably going to make the playoffs this year. This this West, man, it's, it's crazy. I was reading somewhere 
top 20 players, top 20 players in the league, it is only one player that is in the top 20 in the Eastern Conference. All the other players, all them specific top 20 players are in the West. Now think about that, man. That's that's crazy, right? That's crazy. Just think about the, the competition that's going to be in the West. It's going to be a lot of good teams in the West that don't make the playoffs. And there's going to be a lot of trash teams in the East that make the playoffs. It's wild, man. But I think what it is is Cats feel like they can... They they can they can they can shop for their own groceries and then make the own their own meal. You know what I'm saying? Where <laughs> in hindsight, for food, yes, yes, you will want that. You you will want to be able to go pick out your own meat, your own veggies, your own sauces, and everything like that, and cook it in your own kitchen, prepare it on your own plate, and you know you you like all right, this is good. But in basketball, you can't do both. You can't do both. You, you got to pick one or the other. Either you're going to be the coach of the team or you're going to be the president of basketball operations for the team. I don't think you, you can do both. You see Stan Van Gundy, he, he's he's struggling with it right now. You, you see, he's, he's, he, he's struggling with it right now because it's like he was alienating Reggie Jackson. Like, oh, I don't know if, you know, he, he's not doing this. He's not doing that. And as a, as a coach... You need your players at the at the at the, the the highest of their confidence, and you can't have them at the highest of their confidence when you're breaking their confidence down, talking about what they what they are and what they ain't. Doc Rivers, president of the basketball operations, you mean to tell me that you get a trade, a potential trade for Carmelo Anthony, and you got all you have to do is give up Doc Rivers? I mean, Doc Rivers. You have to give up Austin Rivers, Jamal Crawford, and um in 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 something else. To get Carmelo Anthony to, to potentially push you over that hump on a team that features Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, you put a mellow on that team, and you don't want to trade it because Austin Rivers is a part of the trade, and Austin Rivers is your son, and you don't want to do it. I, I think I just think I don't know. I just think that you need to stick with one. Get you a get you an up and comer. Let him run the, the basketball side of it. You can give your opinion when need be, but don't don't you you can't you can't do both. You can't do both. I mean, it is some successes in it. Greg Popovich, Popovich is one. I mean, you got to give Mike Budenholzer the credit because he did it for a couple years, and Atlanta was consistently one of the top teams in the East. Once he figured that he wasn't gonna be able to do both, and one was taken away from the other. He got rid of one and was and put his his full focus on another. So, um, that's my thought. Now let's get into the show. Top five stories of the week. Got him, Coach. Episode number sixteen. <laughs> well, well, well. There is something worth talking about today. Here's the top five stories of the week. All right. So, as I was stating earlier, I was talking about the uh, Chris Paul trade and. Austin Rivers and Doc Rivers not wanting to trade Austin Rivers because of him being his son and all that other good stuff. So, um, as apparently, as apparently has been a report that Chris Paul um, wanted out of the wanted off the Clippers because there was a proposed trade for Austin Rivers, Jamal Crawford for Carmelo Anthony, and Doc Rivers turned the trade down, in which Doc Rivers denied and said that. He didn't want to play for the Clippers because he wanted to play with James Harden. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I guess. <laughs> but um, 
apparently it caused a strain in the relationship between Chris Paul, Doc Rivers, and Austin Rivers. Um, a lot of players on the team felt that Austin Rivers was getting preferential treatment, um, that he wasn't coached as hard or wasn't disciplined as hard for the mistakes that other players would make. Um, and you know what? It, it makes sense. When I hear stuff like that, it makes sense because I, I think of uh, this might be a terrible example, but um, I think of episode. I think of one episode of The Simpsons when um, where Flanders was the was the was the uh, football coach of the uh, of uh, Bart's little Bart's little league football team, and um, you know they were doing. They were doing really, really well. They had won their first couple games. Nelson was the quarterback. He was the star of the team. And uh, Homer just kept, he kept, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? He kept uh, heckling. He kept heckling Flanders to the point where Flanders was like, oh, you think you can do a better job? Well, didn't do it. I quit. So Homer became the, um, <laughs> he became the, the head coach of the football team. And he was cutting all the players. And um, he took, he took Nelson off of uh, being the quarterback and he gave the quarterback position to Bart and Bart sucked. <laughs> he sucked and, and he, he alienated the team because he was getting special preferential treatment from the coach. You know what I'm saying? And that, you know, it, it, it caused a rift between the team to the point where Nelson like, man, if you don't get it together, I'm going to break your nose. <laughs> and, uh, and there's also another episode where Homer was the was the referee of Lisa's soccer uh, of soccer of her soccer league, and she was uh he was giving her special treatment, and you know she was taking it because you know that was her dad, and you know he was of a powerful position to where he could he can he can pretty much do what he wants to in terms of uh making things favorable for his uh for his little girl, so. This when I when I read it, it make it, it makes sense. It makes sense for for this to be a rift between Chris Paul and um and, and and Doc and Austin Rivers. And one thing about Chris Paul, I personally I don't like Chris Paul. I just I think he's he he's a little too excessive with stuff. But I guess that's with with being a leader, being a he's an old school point guard, and he really gets into people's faces and he really lets them know like they need to pick it up and i think that was one one of the reasons why deandre jordan was like look man i ain't about to take this crap i'm gonna go ahead and sign this deal with the mavericks and then ultimately he changed his mind like yeah thanks but no thanks i'm gonna go back to the clippers so chris paul he's he's old school with it you know what i'm saying so i i don't see chris paul making up up nothing like this to say hey you know what i want to get out of i want to get off the clippers you know, I want to try to win the championship. Because to me, if you really look, look, if you was to look at the Clippers rosters and the Rockets rosters that year, Houston came out of nowhere. Nobody was expecting Houston to be the the um, one of the top seeds in the West. Nobody was expecting. That. I think the, a lot of people was expecting the Clippers to be a higher seed. The, way higher than the Rockets was. I don't even think a lot of people thought the Rockets was going to make the playoffs. Because that's what I thought. Because I felt like my thoughts was, okay, I'm like, all right, they're putting the ball in James Harden's hand. James Harden is not about to pass this ball. 
James Harden is probably going to average about 35 and a half points. <laughs> and, and the Rockets are probably going to lose about 50, about 50 games. And that was my thought. But James Harden, I mean, not only did he score, but he, he really became a, a legit, a legit playmaker. Um, but the Clippers, the Clippers, they had it. They had the veteran leadership. They, they had, they had the best one of the best power forward center tandems in the league. You know, they had Chris Paul. They had J.J. Reddy. Um, so, they, they're, they're starting five balanced out. And, you know, they had complementary pieces off the bench who could help the team to where I thought, like, I thought the Clippers was going to do way better than what they did, you know, before getting took out by the Jazz in the first round. But um, I don't see Chris Paul making up no excuse to leave a team. I feel like when he's loyal to a team, he's loyal to a team. And he'll do whatever it can he can to make sure that the team is a legit contender for a championship. Because going to the Rockets isn't gonna make isn't gonna give Chris Paul a better shot of beating the Warriors than what he than where he was with the Clippers. I just don't I don't see the Rockets all of a sudden the Rockets are looked at at looked at as a team that's gonna take out the Warriors. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Now with impending moves that they're potentially making in terms of getting um i think they signed pj tucker to a contract um there's talks with iman shumper coming to the team there's talks of me of nene coming back to the team so they're they're building i mean they're they're i think they're building i think they know what they have to do in terms of beating the warriors they got to get some defenders who can really get into those those steps and those clays and them kds and, and and really make them really make them work for it and then offensively they're already good enough um, as long as you can stop them a couple times, I feel like I'm feeling like Houston is building the team now with, with some of the acquisitions or potential acquisitions where if we can stop Golden State a couple times during the course of a game, then we have the offensive firepower to outscore Golden State to where we can beat them. This is how I think they're building their team. Because P.J. Tucker really isn't an offensive threat. Amon Shumford definitely isn't an offensive threat. And Nene is a, a guy who can give you rebound, who can play solid defense. So I think this is this is what um, the Rockets are building towards. Now, on to the topic of Austin Rivers <laughs> and Doc Rivers. Now, look, I knew it was special preferential treatment when uh, Austin Rivers signed a three-year, thirty-five million dollar contract <laughs> back in 2016. Um, Austin Rivers isn't that good to 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 draw ten million dollars a year coming off the bench no way no way <laughs> no way i mean there, there's a couple guys who, who make about who make up a little more than that but i mean they could they could potentially be starters like like just their situation makes them maybe it's better off for the team that they become uh you know they come off the bench it, it gives the oh, their bench a little more firepower it gives them more continuity within the team but austin rivers he's a bench guy he's a role player he's not a star He's not a guy you can you can you can put in the starting lineup and he can he's gonna give you those good starter minutes. He's a guy who's gonna give you about 15, about 15, 16, 15 to 20 minutes, who's gonna score about eight to nine points. He's he's that guy. And you give him ten million dollars. So that's when I knew it was special, kind of special preferential treatment. <laughs> Just on that alone. Another thing that I noticed is um, now I, I have watched Clipper games where Austin, where Doc Rivers will kind of get into Austin Rivers. I don't watch enough Clippers games because I, I don't really don't. I'm not really a Clipper fan like that. But 
I have watched games where he get into him, but I'm pretty sure that in practice and everything else, I'm pretty sure he's made mistakes where, you know, they wasn't he wasn't really getting into it with him like that. Um, they felt that he, Austin Rivers felt entitled. Now, that's another thing. I mean, when, when your pops is, is of high authority on the team, I'm pretty sure you will feel entitled. Like, you're, you owe everything. And how dare somebody question what I do on the court? Or how, how dare this person get this? Or, and I'm thinking other players thinking, like, how dare Austin Rivers get all these minutes and I'm sitting on the bench and I know I'm better than him. I know I can bring more of a um, contribution to the team. Now... I believe it. I, I believe. I believe it wholeheartedly, 100%. This is why you can't do a role. You can't do a role. I think. Austin, I think Doc Rivers. He should. He should retire from one. I think maybe probably president of basketball operations. Like just get that title up, man. Just just give it up because you're giving out all these bad contracts and you're making all these interesting signings and and you don't know if you want to rebuild. You don't know if you want. You don't know what you're doing. You know. You know. I don't, I don't think the Clippers know what they're doing right now. I don't, I don't know. But um. This makes sense, and, and I, I trust Chris Paul word enough to believe that <laughs> Austin Rivers was getting a lot of special treatment that wasn't nobody else getting, man. So uh, shame on Doc Rivers, shame on Austin Rivers for uh, for messing up the, the the run and Clipper run that they had for the past five seasons, five six years uh, with Chris Paul in the uh, in the mix. So uh, yeah, get get back to being those old Clippers, those um those Darius Miles, uh, Quentin Richardson, uh, Michael Oliver Candy, Elton Brand, Baron Davis Clippers. Get ready to be back to those to those days because it's it's coming, man. It's it's coming soon. I don't think they got enough to to compete with a team. And even because there's talk that Gordon Hayward is going to go to the Celtics, even if that's the case. I don't even think they have enough to contend with Utah. And they lost they lost George Hill. George Hill is going to the Kings three years, 57 mil. Um, they just acquired Ricky Rubio though. So I don't think I don't think the Clippers have enough to contend with the with the Jazz because the one thing between the Clippers and the Jazz, the Jazz have an identity. Like they're gonna they're gonna grind it out. They're they're gonna play defense. They're gonna keep the game in the low 80s, mid 90s, and that's how they're gonna beat you. The Clippers right now, <laughs> they ain't got an identity, bro. They have no identity. It was Lob City. I, I don't know what it is now. I, I don't know what it is now. So uh, yeah, um, sh- shame on you. <laughs> Let's get into the next story, man. Should D Wade consider a buyout to sign with the contender? Now look, this is the thing about D Wade, right? I think D Wade should have waited before he uh, opted in. First of all, you give me a, a player option for twenty three million dollars, I don't care how bad my team gonna be. I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking it. I'm pretty sure this is what athletes think. A lot of when I'm just going somewhere where they ch- to win the championship, nah, bro, you going somewhere where they gonna pay you and they gonna pay you well because I think D Wade. Way knew that this isn't the team that's gonna legitimately contend for a playoff spot in the East. Maybe they could if they kept Jimmy Butler, and I uh, he made the move before they decided to trade Jimmy Butler. But should D Way consider a buyout? Yes, yes. Get out of Dodge, Dwayne Way. You getting there towards the end of your career. You have, you still have a lot to prove. 
I mean, you have a you still have enough in the tank to be a contributor. You averaged 18 points, um, four rebounds, and about three assists with the Bulls. So you have enough to to contribute to a team. Um, this just this isn't the team. This team isn't this this team isn't built correctly. And I'm when I want what I mean by built correctly is they're not contending for a championship no time soon, no time soon. And I think they obvious, obviously knew that because they traded their best player and they waived their best point guard. Yes, Ron, for what Rondo is, Rondo had a bun season. And even, even with his bun season, Rondo averaged almost a triple-double in the two games that he played with three steals. And he, you know, he, he's the best point guard on that team. He was the best point guard on that team. Cameron Payne, you don't know what you necessarily get from Cameron Payne. You know, he just came he came off of an injury when with Oklahoma City. So, you know, he was kind of inconsistent at best. So, you know, you, you kind of gotta chalk this season up as an L for him. You see, you gotta see how he comes back this coming year. Chris Dunn had a horrible, not want to say a horrible rookie year, but he he struggled his rookie year. You don't know what you're gonna get from him, so you gotta kind of see what he has. Rondo was that guy, proven veteran. A guy who can who can who could do it all for you, um, and you let him go. I think this is an obvious move to 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 the franchise or to to the fans to let them know. Like, look, we not competing with Cleveland no time soon. <laughs> we not competing with Boston no time soon. So we gonna blow this up, and, and we, we need y'all to have faith in us in, in this process because it's gonna be a long, ugly process. We're gonna lose a lot of games. And we're going to be in the lottery every single year for at least the next two to three years. So I think that's what that move is telling you. Now, with Dwayne Wade, you don't keep Dwayne Wade in that situation. I think you have enough respect for Dwayne. I think D. Wade has earned enough enough respect as a player to be able to say, look, I see what y'all doing. Um, Honestly, I'm not trying to be a a part of a rebuilding situation. I feel I have enough to give to a, a contender. Let me out. Now, here's the question. D-Wade gets bought out. Where does he go? A lot of people say, oh, well, he goes to Cleveland. Here's the thing. Cleveland ain't got no cap space now. They just spent, they just re-signed Kyle Corbett to a $22, $23 million contract extension for three years. They just signed Jose Calderon to a one-year, $2.3 million contract. So, that's all they mid-level that's all they mid-level exception. Um, they're taxpayers, so they get about they get about eight, about eight and a half million or eight million on the nose. They get about eight million in, in mid-level exception. You just signed Kyle Corbin, you just signed um um Jose. So that's that's all of their mid-level. Um you get by, I think it's biannual and all that other stuff, and that's about what two to three, four, five million dollars. I don't see uh, D Wade playing for no for no two three mil. I just don't see it. Um, so where does he go? <laughs> where does he go? The only thing that I can see, um, if he's trying to play for the Cavs, is if they trade him to the Cavaliers. And if you trade him, what do you give up necessarily? He has about he has a twenty three million dollar contract for the rest of this year. What do you give up? You give Pratt Jr. Smith, Ma Shumpert. 
those are the only two things those are the only two that i can really think of and then you do that and you thin at two guard because you have a, a older Dwayne way who's not going to really who's going to give you about 60 to 65 games you have kyle corver who i feel is going to regress as a shooter this year because he's getting up there in age um he he had a horrible finals in terms of shooting um, so I, I think that's going to be kind of be the trend for what Kyle Corbett is going to go through for the rest of his career. You have Jose Calderon, really. You have Kay Felder. You didn't really play him. So, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how this, how this, how this is going to work. I don't know how this worked for Cleveland. I don't know how this will, this will work for D-Way. Um, I say that he should take a buyout. I think Chicago should at least honor him enough to give him a buyout. Um, but if you give him a buyout where does he go where does he go i think i think he has to ride it out with chicago for this year man he has to ride it out i think he's gonna i think he's gonna be a starter he's most definitely going to be a starter because i don't think zach levine is going to be fully ready from an ac from the acl injury that he uh suffered on valentine's day um so Wade's gonna play and wade is also going to get hurt so zach levine is also going to get to play too but if Zach Levine is your future, if you're Chicago, if Zach Levine is your future, you got Dwayne Wade for one more year. You have Dwayne Wade teach teach this young kid who who showed potential before he got hurt. You 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 take Dwayne Wade and you let him tutor him into being the best two guard that he could possibly be. Now that this is a bet, this is a great case scenario for Zach Levine right now. He'd be able to sit behind Dwayne Wade. He probably would be able to play legitimate minutes because I don't see Dwayne Wade playing that many minutes. So it could work out. But Chicago is gonna suck. <laughs> they're gonna suck. And, and and they're not they're not gonna be any good. They're not gonna be no good this year. They're not gonna be any good. And um Unless unless something can unless something can happen where Dwayne Wade is, is bought out and he's willing to take a lot less than what he um what he's what he's playing for now i i, I just i see Dwayne wade in, in a bad situation this is why you should wait man you and you have to really you have to really question these players is it really about rings is it really about winning and and, and, and being a champion and being the, the greatest champion of all time in your sport or is it really about money and with, with stuff like this i think it's just about money next now this one is an interesting story. So look, um, apparently, um, now he says this isn't true. John Calipari has reached out to the Knicks about becoming their president of basketball operations. Now, New York, as I stated, New York is the new dumpster fire of the NBA. Well, I don't know because after Sacramento, what Sacramento did a free agency, I, I think. Um, we Sacramento is still the dumpster fire of the West, and New York is the dumpster fire of the East. Let's just put it like that. So this is this is this is the situation, right? Phil Jackson was fired, or, or they they mutually agreed to Phil leaving the team. They he get twenty cool twenty four million. He got a cool sixty from the Knicks. Shout out to Phil Jackson for finessing for finessing the Knicks like he did. He finessing them out of sixty million dollars, man. That's crazy. Um, so they need a president of basketball operations. Now they've been looking at, uh, Toronto's 
Masai Ujiri and Oklahoma City Sam Presti and former Cavs general manager David Griffin. Now, the thing about Ujiri and Presti is that they're under contract with their respective teams, right? And the Knicks have legitimate interest in both of them. So if they want one of those guys, then they're going to have to give up some time, some kind of compensation. And I'm probably looking at some cash and some first round picks. Now you're New York. You are in the process of this major rebuilding situation. You know, you're not going to be no good. No time soon. You're looking to trade mellow. You just drafted the guard from France. You don't know what you're going to get from him. Porzingis is unhappy, so I'm pretty sure that you know you're gonna try to you know. Right now, you're 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 in a bad situation for you for one of your best players to be to be unhappy with you. They don't really have enough. You got Joe Kim Noy. You got a horrible contract there. He's gonna be suspended for some so from a good amount of games for violating the uh, the substance abuse policy. I think um, you got Courtney Lee. I mean, you just you just have you have a lot of bad you have a lot of bad pieces. But what you do have you have you like I said you have Przingis, you have this young guard from France, um, and then you have Herman Gomez. So it, there there are some there is something that you can build there. But it's just it's a lot of it's it's more it's a more a lot of nothing than it is a, a lot of something. You know what I'm saying? So um, is it worth giving up draft picks? I say no. I say no. The Knicks get caught up in situations like this all the time. They get Larry Brown. They get Stephon Marbury. They get Steve Francis. They get Q. They get Eddie Curry. They get they get all these players with names and, and, and put them in there and say, look, look, we need you to restore the feeling back in, <laughs> in New York City. And it turns out to be a bad situation. So... I, I I looked into it. I looked into maybe John Calipari being the president of the basketball operations for the for the Knicks. And, and look, back in 2014, right back when Cleveland was going through that situation of of, 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 of picking a coach and a GM, um, they offered Calipari a 10 year, 80 million dollar contract to be both to be the coach and to be the president of the basketball operations. But he eventually decided to stay in Kentucky. And this is when they signed David Blatt and uh, David Griffin. So, um, since being hired at the University of Kentucky in 2009, Calipari has had over 32 NBA draft picks. And a lot of those picks are making significant contributions to their team right now. John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, Anthony Davis. Um, I think Malik Monk is going to make a contribution to the team. Devin Booker. So he he has he has an eye for um he has a hop, he has an eye for top level talent. You always see that his his recruiting classes are always in that top that top five top ten recruiting classes. So Calipari has the eye has the eye for talent has the eye to put players together to 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 build a a winning culture for a program so as crazy as it may seem considering the the lack of success that calipari calipari had in the nba it may make sense if you really if you really look at it it may make sense and if you new york why not build why not you know bring somebody why not keep everything keep all your assets keep them and 
sign somebody from the outside. I think this would be a, I think this would be a good move. I think I think Calipari could do it. I think he could do it because he's he's proven that he's a good recruiter of 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 of, of elite basketball talent in Kentucky. So I think he he could be a good recruiter of elite to good to peace fitting talent for the Knicks. It would make sense. It would make sense. So I, I say yes. I say yes. If you're James Dolan, you give him a call. And, and it's name. It's name power. Calipari is name power. You just had Phil Jackson. He was name power. It didn't work out. Calipari is name power. Man, hop on that. Hop on that ASAP. Hop on that ASAP. Now, I think the only question would be, how much money would, it, would he make? Because if you, if you really want to look at it, Calipari was offered eight mil to be dual for coach for the Cavs and the I mean for the for the president and head coach. Yajiri makes about seven and a half million dollars as the general manager of the um, of the Raptors. Phil was making about twelve million dollars as the president of basketball operations for the Knicks. So, what's the what's the, what, what number are we looking at to get Calipari a part of, of being a um, to being the president of basketball operations? Maybe eight, eight to nine mil. Do you shoot ten million? You just, you just, you just paid Phil Jackson twenty-four million dollars to go away. You just gave him sixty million dollars to 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 give y'all the record that y'all have, and y'all don't, and y'all still have nothing to show for it. Um, in terms of young, more young talent. So, I think that's what you what, what, what you need to look at. But uh, I think Calipari to New York would be a very interesting move. I think I think it could work if you give him a little time to kind of figure it out and, and hire the right people to to make it happen. I think it could be a good move for New York, man. I think they should really uh, consider that. All right, let's get into the next story. So this one. <laughs> We just talked about Sam Presti uh, and the Knicks having interest in him. I think after this trade, I don't think uh, I don't think Sam Presti is on the market <laughs> anymore. So, the Thunder just acquired Paul George for Victor Oladipo and Demontis Sabonis. No other players, no draft picks. Still, <laughs> still, still, still. Sam Presti should be arrested for for robbery. He just robbed the Pacers. But you know what? Paul George put the Pacers in a bad spot when he told them he was not resigning with the team. Normally, that stuff like that stays in house. I mean, you tell him, all right, look, I ain't, I ain't coming to y'all no more. Look, I'm, I'm about to go bye bye. You know what I'm saying? After this year, I'm good. So I mean, y'all get what y'all can from me. I'm trying to help y'all out. Get your, get what y'all can for me, but I'm not coming back. He he crippled him because he went to the media, said, "Look, I'm I don't want to play for this team no more. I'm going to L.A." Now it's like every team that trades for him, they're they're not gonna want to give up a lot because they know that his heart isn't in Oak, uh, Oklahoma City. His heart isn't gonna be at where he wants, where he's gonna be traded at. So it puts him in a bad spot. Um, overall. He put him in a bad spot, and he wasn't. And Indiana, Indiana wasn't able to capitalize on it, may, compared to maybe if the trade was done last year. 
Now, apparently Boston offered them two starters and a couple first-round picks for Paul George. Um, I think that that would have been last year, though. Um, because apparently they, they, they talked and they were saying that the, the, the trade demands that uh, Indiana had was a little ridiculous. Um, but still... This is a good. This is a good trade. This is a good one-year trade for Oklahoma City, because I, this is all. This is exactly what this is. This is for one year. Does this put? I'm hearing a lot. Does this put Golden State? No. Does this put Oklahoma City over the top to beat Golden State? Remember, they was up three-one with Kevin Durant and uh, Russell Westbrook. Now look, let's not. Let's 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 keep it. Let's let's keep it. Let's keep it civilized here. Paul George isn't the difference maker for the Thunder to beat the Warriors. It, it's just, it's just not gonna happen. Now, what this does is, in a, in a, in a, in a division that featured Minnesota, who picked up Jeff Teague and who got Taj Gibson on top of Jimmy Butler, with a team like the Jazz, who lost Gordon Hayward and George Hill, but they got Ricky Rubio. And they still have the initial core, Alex, Alec Burks, Rodney Hood, Derek Favors, Boris Diaw, Rudy Gobert, and they're, they're defensive-minded. So, you know, they're always going to be in the mix. Um, the Denver Nuggets, Nikola Jokic, you signed Paul Millsap to a, a, a good deal. You got that front court together. You got Jamal Murray. You got um, Gary Harris. You got... Uh, um, um, Emmanuel Moutier. So they is is talent there. Um, who who am, who am I missing? You got the Portland Trailblazers, Damian Lillard, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, one of the fiercest two-headed monsters in 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 the game in terms of of a starting backcourt. This division has just got interesting. Who's gonna win it? Utah is definitely not winning this division this year. They're not gonna win it. It's it's gonna be an interesting race though, kind of like what the Southwest Division is with with San Antonio and Memphis and Houston, and how all those teams is kind of bunched up together in New Orleans. How those teams are all kind of bunched up together. Well, not New Orleans more so. They they're always at the bottom, but those those initial top teams always bunched up, maybe two three games behind. They're always five ten games over five hundred. This is what this Northwest division is going to be like. I don't know if this trade. I don't know if this trade gives them the division championship, let alone the Western Conference championship, or let alone even put them in the finals. I think Minnesota has done enough to solidify themselves as the West, the, the division champions, and to be one of those top seeds in the West come playoff time. Now, the trade. I think it gets Oklahoma City out of that seventh spot that they was in last year. I think it puts them maybe up to a four, maybe a four seed. I think they could be a four seed um, in the um, in terms of seeding in the playoffs. But people are just they, like they 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 going crazy over the trade. Like like Oklahoma City still don't have enough. Like Golden State has four legitimate stars on their team. Minnesota has at least two, at least three legitimate stars and a very, very, very capable point guard in Jeff Teague, right? Then you look at Houston. 
They got Chris Paul, James Harden, and an offense tailored around the strengths of their best player, which makes Ryan Anderson, Trevor Ariza, Clint Capella, makes all of them good players where on any other team, they would have sucked, right? Um, Who else? Who else we looking at? Um, We, we don't know what Memphis is going to be. Um, they, they lost Zebo. Um, they got to resign your Michael Green, right? Um, I think Utah, they, they, they're, they're the new methods. They play that ugly, grimy ball. And right now everybody's saying, oh, well, they lost Gordon Hayward, their best offensive player. They're not going to do well, but I think they, they play, they play enough ugly basketball to win games. So I, I, I won't even count Utah off. Denver got better. Portland, as it is right now, they're 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 all right. So I, I I don't know I I don't know I don't know I think people are it's a good trade it's a good trade considering you didn't have to give up draft picks you didn't have to really give up you gave up the minus Sabonis who 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 had shown flashes of being a um who who shown flashes of being a good player. You give up Victor Oladipo, who makes twenty something million a year, and he only averages about sixteen points. Um, I'm pretty sure Indiana's going to want him to play guard since they lost, just lost Jeff T. But as a point guard, the one year he played point guard for the Magic, he only averaged about thirteen points and about a little under four assists. So it's yeah, they, they <laughs> it's a good trade. It's a good trade for OKC. Good trade. Good trade for them. Um, for Indiana. You feel sorry for them because if Paul George may had not have said nothing, or Paul George was on a was on a two year deal, um, you would have got a lot more for Paul George. They waited too late. They didn't put enough around him to to contend, and um, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate because Indiana is probably going to be at the bottom uh, at the bottom of the uh, uh, of, of the East. Um, I don't know if they're going to be as bad as Brooklyn. But they're probably going to be the second worst team in the East. Um, you feel you feel sorry for for players like Al Jefferson and Thaddeus Young and Lance Stevenson because they came over to the team saying, "Look, Paul George needs this. Paul George needs this. I can I can, I can give him this. I can give him I can give him this, and then we can go out and we can contend with these Cavaliers and see what we can do there." Um, that's not gonna happen now, cause he's gone. Um, and I also, I also, could, I look at the trade. You, 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 you trade for Demonis Sabonis. You draft T.J. Leaf first overall. You still have Thaddeus Young as your as your hybrid four. So, this this is looking like a Philadelphia situation, six or 76ers situation when you have all these bigs and no guards. This is this is exactly what this is looking like. So um, Indiana has some questions to answer um, going forward, but this is a high risk, high reward trade. I don't even think this is a high risk, no reward trade for OKC. I like the trade. Don't get me wrong. I like the trade. It's high risk because you gave up. Well, you didn't really give up nothing. So this is a no risk, no reward trade. Honestly, it's no risk because, well, yeah, it's high risk because George is going to leave at the end of the season. 
And then you still have to consider, you know, you you want Russell Westbrook on the on the team. You want him to sign an extension, but what extension is he gonna sign if he if if he if if the players he's looking at is Andre Robeson and 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 and, and, and uh, Mitch Mc, no Mitch McGarry don't play for him anymore. Nick Collison and and, and and Doug Dermott. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it's not enough there. It's not enough there for him to for him to compete. Um. But this is no reward. This is no reward for the Thunder. This gives them maybe an extra five to six wins on their on their um on their record. But it doesn't it doesn't get them far. It doesn't get them far if they gotta play. Um, well, if, if they're four five seed, it may get it may get them to the second round. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So this is this is a high risk no reward trade but overall it's still a good it's still a good trade and for indiana man you just feel sorry for them because they they were put in a bad they were put in a bad spot and um it's unfortunate it's unfortunate the, uh, the spot that they were put in um and, and they had to do something they had to do something because they were they were on the verge of losing him for nothing so all right number five man Let's get into the uh, the late. I, I got into some of the some of the signings. So let's get into some more signings, man. And let's let's talk about them, man. Um, I need some of that NBA music, though. Okay, there we go. Yeah, you know you got to get in the mood for it, man. Um, as I stated earlier, um, there was initial talks that Zach Randolph was gonna uh, look at uh, maybe going to Oklahoma City. Um, he was also looking at Sacramento. Um, as two destinations, um, if 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 Zebo would have went to the Thunder, um, that would have been cool. That would have been cool because for what for what for Sabonis, he was a legitimate starter, and he allowed Ennis Canner to come off the bench and, and kind of solidify that uh, that second that second group. So I think by trading by trading Sabonis, you put Ennis Canner into the starting lineup, and then you put you put Zebo as the sixth man but now that's not going to happen because Zebo has signed a contract with the kings along with george hill now you this this is what i mean you gotta you gotta question these dudes motives is it really about winning or is it really about getting paid because if it was really about winning Zebo would have stayed in memphis george hill would have stayed in utah they wouldn't have went to sacramento now the George Hill trade makes sense. You you, you kind of put competition in there with De'Aaron Fox. You you don't you don't necessarily hand him the the keys to the car and say, look, you're gonna be our lead guard. You you make him work for it. But three years and fifty seven million dollars for a guy who only played in forty six games last year, who had a career year, but who was who was hurt and only played in forty six games. I don't know, brother. I don't know. And then Zach Randolph, he's he's on the wrong side. He's on the wrong side of thirty. On the wrong side of 30, he gave you 14 and 8 as a member of the Memphis Grizzly 20 double doubles, the most double doubles by a, a player who comes off the bench. But he's going to Sacramento, and when most of the time when you go to Sacramento, your 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 numbers are going to fall dramatically. So I don't I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Now let's get into Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday signed a five-year, 173 million dollar contract extension with the Pelicans. Now, this trade—I mean, this this signing had to happen. You got Boogie, you got Anthony Davis. You need a you you need a guy who could get them the ball. Drew Holiday averaged 15 and seven for the Pelicans this year. 
I think this really shows the New Orleans loyalty to Drew Holiday. He went through a lot this season. I mean, on top of him being hurt, um, he had a personal issue with his wife, um, situation with his wife that he had to that he had to attend to. And I think this is a, this is New Orleans' way of showing their loyalty to Drew Holiday. Um, could they could, could could that contract been a little different where it can it can give him a little more flexibility? Yeah. Is Drew Holiday worth 30 something million dollars a year? No. Um, and then you still have to resign Boogie Cousins next year? Eh. I don't know. I I I I don't know. I don't think the the num the numbers jump out to me. This isn't this isn't <laughs> this isn't uh Steph. You know what I'm saying? This isn't Steph. But uh this isn't John Wall. Um, so five years, $173 million for a guy who, let's not even talk about the situation with his wife, but let's just talk about the fact that he's always hurt. You know what I'm saying? So he, you, you, you know, he's going to be hurt. So, you know, he's kind of going to miss about 10, 15, 20 games out of the course of a season. Last time he was really healthy, he was an all-star, but can you really depend on Drew Holiday being healthy for a whole year? I don't think so. So five years, $173 million. Eh, I don't know. I think that's a that's a that's a bit of a stretch. But shout out to New Orleans for showing their loyalty for to the guy, man, to sign him to that that big of a contract. Langston Galloway. Langston Galloway just signed a three-year, twenty-one million dollar contract with the Detroit Pistons, and he will con- he will compete for the second guard spot on the team with Ish Smith. This was the dumbest signing. Out of all the signings in free agency, you Detroit. Detroit needs shooting. They need shooters. Galloway ain't no shooter. He ain't no shooter. He ain't no shooter, man. You CJ Miles, Ben McLemore. You mean to tell me JJ Langston Galloway? Really? And you just signed Ish Smith to a three-year, $18 million contract last year. Ish Smith came in, balled out when Reggie Jackson was hurt. And there was talks that Reggie Jackson was going to get traded so Ish Smith can be the starting guard on the team. Now you mean to tell me that you have to pick up another point guard, pay $7 million for another point guard who may not play? Because I think Reggie Jackson is going to come back. And he's going to come back vicious because he got, he, got he got a chip on his shoulder now because a lot of people don't believe in him. And I think Ishmael is gonna play the role that he just played last year as a as a second tier off that bench. You could have signed Bino Udry. You know what I'm saying? You could have signed anybody else, but wasted seven million dollars of your mid-level exception on a player who may not even play six two. You need guards. Reggie Bullock was suspended. Is gonna be suspended for five games starting this year off. You still gotta sign Contavious back. You don't have enough shooters, and you sign Langston Galloway seven seven million dollars a year. Really, really Detroit. Really, really. Man, JJ Reddick signed a one year twenty million dollar contract with the Philadelphia 76ers. and this initially. I didn't like this move either. $23 million for JJ Reddick, really? But then I had to look at the landscape of what the contracts were going for. It makes sense. JJ Reddick is, is a is a very capable guy who can shoot off the dribble, who can get his own shot off. He's a very good three-point shooter, very good three-point shooter, free throw shooter, capable defender. Um, so this is a good move for Philly. Philly needed shooting. 
Philly need a shooter. I thought they should have went after Kentavious. I think they should have went that after KCP. But to get a guy who can put up buckets, who can shoot the ball, who can spread the floor for Ben Simmons and Markel Folks, uh, with Joel Embiid, Dario Saric, Jaleel Okafor, you get you get uh, Amir Johnson, who's a good locker room guy on the team for a one-year deal. Philly is looking nice. Philly is looking nice. Philly, I think Philly's going to be a problem. I don't think they're going to contend for a championship this year, but Philly's going to be a problem. They, they're going to make a lot of they're going to make a lot of teams in that top that top eight. <laughs> Matter of fact, they're going to take one of the they're going to take one of them two spots. They they gonna take one of them two spots from Indiana or Chicago. They they taking one of them spots, man. And I think that other spot, um, I said Detroit, but Langston Galloway, man, come on, man, really? Oh, oh, I, oh, I got a headache thinking about that, man. Langston Galloway, this is this is the this is the hometown native in me talking. Langston Galloway, no. Anywho, um. I talked about the Amon Shumper going to the to the Houston Rocket. I, I think that's gonna be a good trade for uh, Houston, man. You get a capable capable defender on there. You add you, you combine him with PJ Tucker. Um, I think that'll be a nice little defensive little defensive uh, lineup. Trevor Ariza. I think that'd be good. Um, Steph signed a five year, two hundred and one million dollar contract, uh, making him the richest player in the NBA right now well deserved nothing else to say and kevin durant took a huge a nice little pay cut two years 53 million dollars to, to resign with the golden state warriors shout out to kd man shout out to kd because he knew he could get he knew he could get the bread but he also knew that if he wanted to win multiple championships that he would he may have to take less for the team to be able to acquire more players. They re-signed David West. They re-signed Sean Livingston. They re-signed Iggy. And now they're in talks of maybe adding a Nick Young or a Jordan Crawford to the team. The rich just keep on getting richer. How about that, man? Let's get into Heat of the Week, man. Or Feet Pieces of the Week. Heat of the Week, Feet Pieces. I don't care. One of the two. Those kicks are sneaker looking good. Here's the top five feet pieces for this week. Yeah. Um, holiday ain't none. <laughs> Let the crickets play. <laughs> ain't no heat of the week this week, my brother. It's just not happening. I'm sorry. Not happening. Close the show out. I'm done. I'm done. Hold on. Wait a minute. Y'all already know. I ain't give y'all my famous sip last week. There we go. There we go. Episode number 15 has been complete. I've done my due diligence. And I'm about to go. Because I'm hungry. Again. <laughs> so, I need to go stuff my face. Y'all already know how I go. And this has been episode number 15. Got him coached. Rome Boogie, Tyrone Smith, Daytona 360. I said I wasn't going to do it. I knew I was going to end up doing it eventually, man. But I'm about to get up out of here, man. And I'll holler at y'all next week, man. Peace out to my family. Peace.
thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at GEC325. Check out the website at GEC325.com. Buy a shirt at 325GECshop.store and become a patron for exclusive perks at patron.com slash GEC325. Tune in next week for another episode of Got 'em, Coach! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.